Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. but We all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the Burner Less Lethal Pistol Launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks, and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. All right, glad you're with us. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. We've got John Solomon. We've got Rand Paul, who says he will expose the name of the non-whistleblower, whistleblower, hearsay whistleblower. Guy I look at as a leaker. Uh, Bill O'Reilly weighs in on the madness in the swamp, the sewer. Uh, We have some interesting news, good news, some mysterious news. We have morning consult. A substantial majority of Americans do, in fact, believe that Donald Trump will be reelected. Fifty six percent, 85 percent of Republicans, 51 percent of independents, 35 percent of Democrats. Uh, Yeah, that's not good for them. Um, Michael Horowitz, a little quiet, dodged a question today. Now, supposedly we're going to get this FISA report on FISA abuse before Thanksgiving. That's the last I've been told. Don't kill the messenger if it doesn't happen. And uh, anyways, confronted by reporters yesterday, wanted to know when the report on FISA abuse would finally be released. Washington Times said he dodged reporters questions uh, about the impending release of his highly anticipated report. I can't answer that, he said in response to a question about when the public will get the first glimpse at this report. It's been going on forever. He later declined to answer another reporter. I don't even think they're reporters. They're just they're they're, everyone in the mob is corrupt. They're just they they have all lost it. They're all activists. They're all extensions of the Democratic Party. They're all suffering this rage, hate, psychotic syndrome of theirs. And he was pressed about the release um, at the Justice Department to discuss the department's new task force to crack down on rig bids for government contracts. And in a letter last week to House and Senate leaders, Horowitz said the report is nearly done, would be released with few redactions. He described the report as lengthy. After we received the final classification markings from the Department, meaning of justice and FBI, we will then proceed with our usual process for preparing the final report, including. But, you know, that should have all been happening by now. 
Um, you know, I just I, I think that what are we now? 364 today or 363, Linda? I didn't hear the great Scott Chen. All right, it's 363 days away. So it's a year away. We'll know one year from today. We will know that Donald Trump was hopefully reelected president of the United States. Can't say for certain. I'm going to tell you something. Don't ever take any election for granted. By the, and, and I'm going to tell you the media analysis of last night was dead on wrong. Oh, my gosh. The Republican governor of Kentucky lost Matt Bevan. And I don't really know all the reasons why, but I've been looking at the internal polling for a, a number of weeks now. Uh, he was down by double digits almost. This guy was losing this race. In fact, it ended up being close is pretty good. But, you know, there's other factors you got to look at. I mean, you got Republicans uh, in Kentucky electing the state's first black attorney general. And anybody who saw Daniel Cameron speak at the president's rally on Monday knows this guy. He's amazing. And he's got a great, great political future from what I can see. Don't know him yet, but I'd like to get to know him. I still believe in what's his name? John James. Um, uh, what's his name in Michigan? Um, John James. Yeah, I, I, I think he's a rock star. Future Republican leader, for sure. Born leader. Um, I'd like to see him do well. We do have stars emerging. It just takes a long time to, you know, it's kind of like one of those. It takes decades to really get noticed. Um, anyway, this guy, Cameron, is a relative newcomer to politics. He defeated the Democrat in that case. You know, he, he won 57-42, actually 58-42. I mean, it's an amazing night for others down ballot. Uh, competitive governor's race in, in Mississippi, pretty easy win for the Republican there. Uh, we all know Northern Virginia has been a dumping ground for all the swamp creatures. I just don't take anything for granted. Now, you got to remember one thing is as we now go into this final push, it is going to be a war a day. It's going to be intense. There's going to be ups. There's going to be downs. There's going to be good days. There's going to be tough days. There's going to be, uh, you know, it's funny. The Democrats, well, you go, God only knows what Trump will do to maintain power. He's going to go out and campaign his ass off and and run on his record. And the Democrats have no record. And their only message is, please hate Trump as much as we do. And I don't think that's a winning message. And I, I don't care who you look at on the Democratic side. And Biden's out there attacking Elizabeth Warren, accusing her of being condescending and having my way or the highway attitude. He said some call it the my way or the highway approach to politics. But it's worse than that. He said it's condescending to millions of Democrats who have a different view. It's representative of a, an elitism that working and middle class people do not share. We know best. You know nothing. If you were only as smart as I am, you would agree with me. And this is no way to get anything done. And Biden reacting to Warren's comments when she complained Democrats are not going to win by repeating Republican talking points. So if Biden doesn't like that. I'm just not sure where he's going. You know, from my perspective, I'm like, good. Let them all go out there and kill each other. We have support for this impeachment madness, you know, is now dropping precipitously. I'm seeing other polls that nobody else is seeing. And I'm it's, it's now beginning the process of blowing up on the Democrats, just like the Russia ho hoax, just like the Russia lie. I mean, look, I'm, I'm, I'm in the middle of all of this. It's so funny that 
We tell everybody what we do for a living. I am a talk show host on radio and television. What is a talk show host? Oh, we're kind of like a whole newspaper. If you want to know the truth, we don't, I don't claim to be a journalist. But journalism is part of my job description. That's a part of it. And, um, you know, all these people that say they're journalists, they're not journalists. They're an extension of all things radical, extreme, socialist, rage, hate, psychosis against Trump. These people are not journalists. They missed the biggest corruption, abuse of power, scandal story in our career. Now they're missing the latest one. You know, I'm telling you, you just if you want to know how corrupt the mob and the media is, all you have to do is replace the name Joe Biden, vice president, and say Donald J. Trump, vice president of the United States of America, leveraging a billion tax dollars in the biggest quid pro quo, Joe. If you want the billion, fire the prosecutor that, oh, even the New York Times warned me is investigating my own son. No, he was a corrupt prosecutor. That's not why he did it. No vice president's going to demand a Ukrainian prosecutor be fired. But he was told repeatedly that that prosecutor was investigating his son. You got six hours. You fire him, you get a billion. You don't fire him, you don't get a billion. And then they act like they're all worked up over a quid pro quo. That's quid pro quo, Joe. I'm going to run through the laws uh, in this hour again, because nobody else in the mob and the media is going to do it. And it's pretty amazing. The, you know, all the crap I'm listening to about me, I'm laughing. I'm laughing because it's just a bunch. It's a it's a crock. They're lies. The lady, the the Obama ambassador, Ukrainian ambassador holdover says that, well, she was told Mike Pompeo was going to talk to Sean Hannity about what? For all the things he's been saying on the show. OK, I, I can't even pronounce the woman's name. If you want to know the truth, I don't know anything about this woman. And Mike Pompeo never called me. Nobody in the in the State Department ever called me. But we went back and looked and we could like find like Joe DeGeneva said, oh, she may have to answer some questions about this. I'm like, OK, that wasn't what I cared about. Uh, the great one mentioned it in the same res pretty much respects. There was one story I asked Solomon. Is that true that they were monitoring our social media and all that stuff? That's it. That's it. <laughs> Never talked about her again. I don't know. I've never spoken to anybody from Ukraine that I know is from Ukraine. I do know my staff was trying to get an interview with the, the Shokin guy. He was interviewed by ABC, the Washington Post. that got fired by Biden's quid pro quo. You know, so uh, that but I didn't make the call. I never talked to the, anybody there. Not once. It's so ridiculous. And then, oh, oh foreign policy is being run by Hannity. I mean, good grief. Mike Pompeo does not need Sean Hannity. Let's be blunt. Um, and I love to keep people just let just let them think. You want to know why the media is corrupt? Because of Vice President Donald J. Trump leveraged a billion taxpayer dollars. Fire the prosecutor. You get a billion. Don't fire him. You don't get a billion. And then we find out that Donald J. Trump, vice president, was told that his son, Don Jr., was being paid millions and is now under investigation. Even the New York Times tipped him off. Uh, it, does anybody really doubt the real reason why that the, the vice president, and he brags about it, son of a bee, they fired him. Sure, they wanted the billion dollars. Who wouldn't fire him? And Hunter Biden, I mean, the dumbest 49-year-old kid ever interviewed. He's not a kid. 
You know, have you ever known anything about Ukraine? Any experience? No. Gas? No. Oil? No. Energy? No. Why do you think they paid you millions? I, I, I don't know. Maybe because your, your dad's the second highest elected official in America? That's it. Yeah, I think that probably that's the one. It's unbelievable. And the one, interestingly, who, and then I can't believe there's no laws against that, but there should be. But there are laws that we have discovered. You know, if we had equal justice under the law and application of our laws, the attorney general would have to look at this brag of Joe Biden and then look at 15 U.S. Code 78. It is illegal for a U.S. person to coerce or influence through bribery or extortion a foreign nation into taking an action. Oh, a billion dollars. Fire that guy. Billion dollars. Beep, 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 beep. That might financially benefit that person, his family or business. Oh, I want my son to keep getting paid. Uh, I wouldn't want to be Joe Biden and having that over my head. 18 U.S.C. 201C. Whoever gives offers or promises anything of value to a public official to influence an official act is guilty of bribery. Uh-oh. Billion dollars to a public official, Ukraine, to influence an action. Fire Shokin, the prosecutor investigating his kid. 18 U.S.C. 201B. Giving, offering, promising anything of value, a billion dollars, to a public official, Ukraine, in exchange for an official act, fire him. 18 U.S.C. 1951, a threat to a foreign official in order to obtain official benefit affecting interstate foreign commerce would constitute extortion. Now, what has the media been saying? Oh, the, this is a conspiracy theory. There's nothing. You know what? There's no evidence. They keep repeating it like, you know, we're dumb. No, there's no evidence that anybody did anything wrong here. None whatsoever. Do you really believe the mob and the media would be acting that way? If this was uh, Don Jr. and Vice President Donald J. Trump? Because if you believe that, then you got to believe in the tooth fairy as well. That's how sick it is. That's how corrupt the mob in the media is. They are corrupt. They are compromised. They are agenda driven. They are liars. They are propagandists. They misinform. All they know is rage, hate, psychosis against Donald Trump and the rest of us smelly Walmart shopping Trump voters, irredeemable deplorables and, you know, people that believe in God. Oh, wow. We're horrible people. We believe in God. The Second Amendment, the Bible, religion. Guilty. I'm guilty. I like Costco. I like Target. I like Walmart. Guilty. Unbelievable. This is the, this is how sick it is. This is what's at stake in 363 days. Can't believe. Can you believe that they don't, they just make excuses. They're living in some alter universe. They're not even, it's like their bodies have been taken over by invasion of the body snatchers. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. 
I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we have Rand Paul in Kentucky. He's saying he might just release the name of the non-whistleblower, whistleblower, hearsay whistleblower. Uh, as Greg Jarrett pointed out, the statute does not protect anonymity, period. It does protect against reprisal and repercussions of any kind, which is fair. But I don't even think I don't sure how does this your person didn't know anything on their own. Then you're looking at the background of the person, deep connections to Schiff's office, apparently. And Biden wonder what uh, wonder what his relationship with Brennan is like that. I'd like to know. Um, John Solomon's reporting is Burisma bombshell is now getting some traction. Wall Street Journal picked up on it today. A consulting firm hired by Burisma Group mentioned that former U.S. Vice President Joey Biden. Now, remember, I want Schiff subpoenaed and put under oath. We got to find out the nature of the relationship with the non whistleblower. And the whistleblower needs to be put under oath. Got to find out the relationship with the compromised fact witness, corrupt, coward, congenital liar, Adam Schiff, judge, jury, executioner, the guy who makes all the decisions. No fairness. Uh, then we should put Hunter and Joe Biden under oath because that looks like a quid pro quo Joe to me. Anyway, they point out that this consulting firm 
uh, hired by this Burisma group, paying Hunter Biden for no experience, leveraging uh, they leverage that money. They're paying Hunter Biden to get a meeting with the State Department. According to these documents that Solomon found, email exchanges between State Department staff members uh, made public this week show the consulting firm, Washington-based Blue Star Strategies, they actually used Hunter Biden's name. Oh, no, no, we're requesting a State Department meeting and, you know, we have two Americans and Hunter's on our board. Oh, so that's why they were paying him for no experience. I think I figured it out. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Junie. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? It look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. See, the Federalist just gave out transcript uh, this guy, Taylor, wasn't even on the call. You know, what's amazing is how the mob, they're, they're putting so much uh, credibility in what people thought of the transcript. That's all it is. And they hype it up. Doesn't matter what they thought of the transcript. 
You know, uh, I saw this Washington Examiner piece. I know our friend Kerry Pickett was working on this about Alexander Vindman. Uh, The headline is Vindman and the whistleblower are still working together on U.S. policy toward Ukraine. Isn't that nice? Uh, (laughs) And, you know, testified works with the non-whistleblower, whistleblower, hearsay whistleblower, who we can't give his name out or else we're committing the greatest sin in the history of mankind. Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, the Washington Examiner is reporting they've established that the whistleblower is a career CIA analyst who was detailed to the NSC in the White House during the Obama years and left during the first year of the Trump administration. That's called a holdover. Just like whoever that woman that was paranoid that I was out to get her and I know next to nothing about her, uh, you know, uh, Mike Pompeo was going to talk to Hannity. No, Mike Pompeo doesn't need Sean Hannity. Never happened. We barely mentioned her. We went over every transcript. It's so funny. It wasn't so corrupt. But anyway, um, we get lied about a lot, don't we, Linda? Oh, yeah. Michael Cohen was never my attorney. Never my attorney. Never. He never were. I never, ever was he my attorney. His lawyer says it in court. Everyone will run out. Michael Cohen's other client is Hannity. And no, it's no, he's not. I just. <laughs> I said, and I said at the time, I might have given him a dollar saying, here, you, you, we have attorney-client privilege. Jeez, when we talked about then-candidate Donald Trump, because I wanted privacy. Well, Hannity, you talked to Manafort. Yep. You talked to Lewandowski? Yep. You talked to Hope Hicks? Yep. You talked to everybody you can? Yep. Why? That's my job. I am a talk show host. I didn't finish this. What is a talk show host? We're like the whole newspaper. Yeah, well, Hannity, you've said you're not a journalist. No, I'm a talk show host, radio and TV. And as a talk show host, I can produce thousands of hours on radio and TV of just doing straight news like a journalist. Straight news, no opinion, breaking news. We do it all the time. Then we can look at the work that we do as talk show host, investigative journalism. Yeah, I'd say we were out there on a limb vetting Obama when the mob and the media, when I first said journalism's dead uh wouldn't do the job and that would mean yeah we investigated frank marshall davis even the choom gang and white folks greed runs a world in need and black liberation theology and what is a community organizer and who is alinsky and the church of gd america and america's chickens come home to roost the sunday after 9 11 not god bless america gd america I had no idea he ever thought this way. I've only sat in his pews for 20 years. Yeah, we looked into the relationship with the unrepentant terrorists, Ayers and Dorn, Weather Underground. Oh, yeah, the Weather Underground involved in bombing New York City police headquarters, the Capitol, Pentagon, I think. You know, yeah, we did all that. Oh, so we do straight news on some days. We, we do investigative reporting, part of being a talk show host. We give opinion, and we're honest about it. I am a conservative. I'm a registered conservative. I also support the president's policies as I have my 30 year career. Lower taxes, ending burdensome regulation, uh, originalist, constitutionalist on the courts. Yep, I support all of that. Securing the border first. Said that pretty much all my career, too. 
Uh, we support, let's see. Yeah, I like the idea of freer and fairer trade deals. I love it. Great idea. And it's working out really well with Japan and Canada, Mexico, or Western European allies. I've also been a big advocate of energy independence. I've also been a, a strong, staunch supporter of Israel. Moving the capital to Jerusalem was uh, the embassy to Jerusalem. Its capital was a good idea. Supported it for years. Recognizing the sovereignty of Israel with Golan. Supported that for years. Uh, if we're going to fight wars, you don't have rules of engagement. You knock the crap out of them and you win the war. Yep. I supported the president defeating the caliphate in Syria. Pounded them into submission. Beat them down to the ground. And yeah, I also support uh, as I've been saying, yeah, we got Baghdadi and then we got a successor and then we got a spokesperson and then we got three other, you know, uh, animals that are terrorists that killed hundreds of thousands of people that took pleasure in beheading people and videotaping and took pleasure putting people in cages on fire and took pleasure, you know, taking Yazidi women and as sex slaves and even children as sex slaves and nearly wiping out. You see the Christians in northern Iraq. Yeah, I, 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 we were speaking about that when nobody in the media was speaking about that. So, yeah, these are all things that I've advocated my 31 years in radio and my 24th year now at the Fox News Channel. That is part of being a talk show host. You do straight news. You do investigative journalism. You do opinion. You also talk culture, sports and anything else that comes up. Pretty much everything you'll get in a newspaper. We don't pigeonhole ourselves. So I'm a talk show host. So when I'm working the phones during election years and I'm on the road, I need sources. I needed sources for the Russia witch hunt. And I found them and I got information. We were, you know, we broke open the story about the rigged investigation into Hillary. Yep, we did that. We we went forward and we found uh, illegal surveillance and illegal unmasking and illegal leaking of raw intelligence. We covered the Michael Flynn fiasco. Uh, we looked at Hillary Clinton's uh, server issue. Yeah, that's obstruction of justice. I don't know anyone else that deletes subpoenaed emails and acid washes the hard drive with bleach pit and busts up devices with hammers and removes SIM cards and gets away with it. She did. Thankfully, by the way, just recently, Senator Grassley and Senator Johnson said they're going to be working on it. And yep, we looked into FISA abuse. And what do we find? Multiple occasions. Everybody was warned that Christopher Steele hated Trump, that it's not verified or corroborated, and Hillary paid for it. But they still used it as the bulk of information to obtain FISA warrants to spy, well, first to deny Carter Page's constitutional rights, then to spy on the Trump campaign and transition and presidency. And then we looked into the foreign election interference. Oh, yeah, that would be outsourcing intelligence gathering to our allies. This will be the Durham report, not the Horowitz report. Uh, and did we do it to circumvent American law? And then we looked into how they tried to set up Sam Clovis, George Papadopoulos and Carter Page abroad. That brought in the issue of Professor Misfit, you might remember, identified as Russian intelligence by Mueller. Nope. That would be Western intelligence. And then we specifically kept pointing out countries, Great Britain and Italy and Australia. Yeah, for a reason. I was acting like it was random, but it wasn't random. And our research brought us there. And then we looked into the uh, corrupt actions of Comey. I did something I wouldn't dare try and do in the Bush or Obama administrations. Nope. Yeah, I sent those guys in. I, I wouldn't dare, wouldn't get away with. And I sent him in after, of course, his deputy FBI director McCabe said, you don't need an attorney. Really? Yeah. And we also 
spent a lot of time and attention on Operation Crossfire Hurricane. You can't have a counterintelligence investigation without a president approving it. President in that case would be Barack Hussein Obama. Yeah, we we do all that. Now we're working on this Ukrainian story because you and I all know that if it was Vice President Donald J. Trump shaking down Ukraine with a quid pro quo, everyone talking about quid pro quo, we got one. We got an admission of one. You're not getting the billion dollars. I told them. I looked at my wife. You got six hours. You fire that guy, you'll get the billion dollars. You don't fire the guy, you don't get the billion. Son of a bee, they fired him. Yeah, that's a quid pro quo. Why did Joe Biden want a Ukrainian prosecutor fired? Why, oh, the New York Times and others told him they're investigating his son who got millions, who had no experience in Ukraine, oil, gas, or energy, just like the China deal. And Peter Schweitzer blew that open. And I'm, men- I'm not even mentioning all the people that we have created in our ensemble cast the last, you know, two and a half plus years breaking this wide open. Now, John Solomon's latest discoveries. Well, why did Burisma Holdings? What did they get for the millions that they paid the no experience Hunter Biden? Well, these documents released by uh, the, uh, this Freedom of Information Act request by Solomon and the Southeastern Legal Foundation. Well, we now found out that, yeah, there's a lot of email exchanges with the State Department of Obama and a Washington based Blue Star Strategies. And how they were representing the Ukrainian gas company, Burisma Holdings. And now we find out that they were using Hunter Biden's name in request for a State Department meeting and then mentioning him again during the meeting is part of their effort to improve Burisma's image and also part of an effort to get, you know, their corruption pushed to the side. Well, no, we have Americans in here. And Hunter appointed to the Burisma board with no experience, not even a little bit, zero experience when the company and their owner faced allegations of corruption. And he still kept getting paid after his father leveraged a billion taxpayer dollars to get the guy fired. Served on the board when his father, the vice president, was overseeing the efforts in Ukraine to get reduced corruption. This is where we are. But you know what? Nobody in the media mob cares. No, no, no. There's no there's no evidence of anything wrong. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. Republicans better get the the Bidens under oath. They better get this compromised, corrupt, coward, congenital liar shift under oath. They need to get the whistleblower under oath. They need to get Hunter Biden, Joe Biden under oath. And while we're at it, Let's get the transcripts of Joe Biden. Everyone's all for releasing transcripts. <coughs> Let's release the transcripts of then Vice President Biden anytime he talked to anybody in Ukraine. And while we're at it, we might as well get any time he talked to China because the same deal's there because his son had no experience in China either. Before the Bank of China gave him a billion dollar deal that became a billion five, 10 days after he went with his father to China. I mean, do they really think we're that stupid? You know what's going on here. And this is where the media is so corrupt. They are corrupt to the core. And I'm telling you, I've never I never thought that the level of Pravda like Soviet Union style propaganda, misinformation, besmirchment, slander could exist in this country the way it is. It's repulsive to me. But that's the country we're now living in. And, oh, well, the whistleblower is offering to answer written questions. No, that's not going to work. Mitch McConnell's right. The Senate's going to acquit. They'd acquit today. They should acquit. They shouldn't even hold the trial. Why? Because there's no due process at all. 
you know, Hunter Biden, these developments that are ignored are despicable. They would never do this. Burisma cited Biden lobbying the government to reverse corruption charges. You know, you got ex-Pompeo advisor rejecting the compromised coward congenital liar who's running this circus, Adam Schiff, uh, in his testimony. And by the way, this woman who thinks that I talked about her a lot when I didn't, don't even know anything about her. You know, her transcript shows a quid pro quo. Javelin missiles for investigations didn't exist. And Volcker denied any quid pro quo either. No leverage was implied. Ukraine said they felt no pressure. They felt no leverage whatsoever. Then you have the special envoy also saying on the issue of there was no quid pro quo. The media is gushing over Sonderland testimony. Volcker's words painted a totally different picture and none of it's relevant because it doesn't matter what these people think or how they interpret what happened in the phone call because we've got the transcript of the phone call. I mean, this is where they're taking the country. I'm telling you, it's all going to blow up in their faces, and it should, and it will. And, you know, why? So they can get Donald Trump out of office? What would be the purpose of that? So they can institute the new Green Deal? So they can institute um, the, the, the $94 billion, no more oil, gas, combustion engine, eventually no planes or cows, everything's free deal? So that then they can spend another 52 billion Warren taxpayer dollars on Medicare for all with no private insurance. Anybody see what's going on here? That's a disaster. By the way, senators, pay close attention. There's a poll out, NBC Wall Street Journal poll, and respondents did not feel one way or the other about Mitt Romney. 37% they didn't have any feelings about Romney. 19% had a very negative reaction, 19% somewhat negative feeling. So it looks like Mitt Romney's national approval rating stands at a whopping 18%. Yeah, I wonder why. He's got an axe to grind. It's sad. You watch all these guys over the years. I've seen it again and again. Al Gore loses the presidency, loses his mind. Hillary lost her mind after she lost. They all think they're going to win. Some of the contenders in 2015 and 16, they lost their minds, too. I'm telling you, they're not half the people they once were because they got beat. They thought they'd win. And you can go to Mitt Romney and John McCain. To me, they were never the same again. And the irony is, you know, and I, Mitt Romney is a nice guy. And he was nice. And they still called him a racist, sexist, misogynist, homophobe, xenophobe, Islamophobe. You know, wants dirty air, water, wants granny and grandpa to, to die and eat cat food and dog food. And then Paul Ryan will throw him over the cliff. They weren't nice to him. They weren't nice to McCain either. Oh, Hannity, you've been tough on McCain and Romney. Well, I, I went to bat and I went to war for these guys in spite of the crappy campaigns they both ran. We could have won in 2012. That was a winnable race. That was a winnable race. Donald Trump fights and he's winning. And I like, I'm not sick of winning yet. I don't know about you. And I'm also scared to death of the insanity of the this radical group of socialist extremists. $94 trillion New Green Deal, $52 trillion Medicare for all. God help save America. All right, John Solomon coming up. Bill O'Reilly coming up. Rand Paul coming up. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast. And this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts 
of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Junie. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, you heard the great Scott Shannon, 363 days till the defining single most consequential election in our lifetime. Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. There's going to be a lot of turbulence every day. Count on it every day. If there's no turbulence on a certain day, just like, oh, okay, this is like one day off. But it's going to be almost every day, if not every day. And it's going to be, you know, the, the hysteria, the breathless reporting. Let me tell you, the left is is you can see it. They 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 just they're going to lose it by the end of this year. And I by the end of this year, I mean, Donald, they're going to try to make Donald Trump into Lucifer, Satan. They will do everything they can do to take this man out, period, which is what we're watching unfold before our very eyes. Uh, John Solomon, who I've been quoting a lot of late, has been uh, breaking a lot of news as it relates to this whole Hunter Biden Burisma holdings. We have on tape 
the vice president at the time in charge of Ukraine, Joe Biden. Why would a vice president of the United States in what is a brag about quid pro quo Joe? Uh, You got six hours. Fire him. Fire him and you'll get the billion dollars. If you don't fire him, you're not getting the billion dollars. Son of a B, they fired him. Now, remember, he was tipped off at least once. We know that he knew more by the New York Times tipped him off that, in fact, that his son, Hunter, was being investigated. Now, why would they investigate Hunter? Well, Hunter did the dumbest interview I think I've ever seen in my life on GMA. Uh, Do you know anything about Ukraine? No, no experience in Ukraine. Do you know anything about oil? No. Gas? No. Energy? No. Oh. Why do you think you uh, got paid millions of dollars to be on their board? Uh, I don't know. I guess I had as much experience as everybody else. None. Uh, do you think maybe it has to do with the fact that your second is the your father is in charge of Ukraine, the second highest elected official, the vice president of the United States? Yeah, actually, probably. That's probably the real reason. Yeah. Then we can go to look at China, Romania and everywhere else. Anyway, um, now the argument has been that. This was not a quid pro quo. It is a quid pro quo. All the, the media can say it all they want. They can lie all they want. They can cover for the Bidens all they want. Joe Biden knew that his son was under investigation and he used leveraged a billion taxpayer dollars, said, if you don't fire the guy investigating my son, basically, you're not getting the billion. Well, we now understand that this goes even further than that. Because John Solomon, we now have this new document revealing the level of coordination between the Obama State Department, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden's lucrative position at Burisma Holdings. Now, this Freedom of Information Act request that also with the Southeastern Legal Foundation and John Solomon show that the State Department officials, yeah, they were being lobbied. Whoopsie daisy. Who are they being lobbied by? Oh, uh, people representing Ukraine. And what was the nature of the lobbying? Well, we now know that a consulting firm, Blue Star Strategies out of D.C., well, they were throwing around Hunter Biden's name on behalf of Ukraine, requesting the State Department not only for meetings, but to end the investigations against them. Anyway, John Solomon first published these documents And uh, these emails were subsequently made available to him and others now are following up on it. He joins us now, investigative reporter, Fox News contributor, John Solomon. How are you? I'm doing well, Sean. You did a good job capsulizing that. It's a pretty important development. How is it the rest of the mob and the media, the ones that lied about Russia, Russia, collusion, collusion, impeachment, impeachment, um, and the ones that are now trying, you know, to impeach the president again. Sure. How is it they don't see any wrongdoing in this whole Hunter Biden, Joe Biden using taxpayer money shakedown with tax? You know, uh, it's, I, it, why? Yeah, it's a great question, right? It's funny. You see a lot of people quoted in their stories as suggesting it's wrong and they gloss over it and then try to go to, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. I'll give you some great examples. The, the Washington Post is quoting from a recent interview in the impeachment proceedings in which a senior State Department official states flatly, I tried to warn Joe Biden's staff in 2015. This Burisma matter was a conflict of interest. It was bad for the United States, bad for Ukraine. And Joe Biden's staff didn't want to hear anything about it. And then they go on to say, oh, it's all a conspiracy theory. Well, that's not a conspiracy theory. Some guy 
an expert in Ukraine saw it for what it was. A State Department official working for Joe Biden saw it for what it was, a conflict of interest. Same thing uh, you see Shokin was interviewed by ABC News, by The Washington Post after he was interviewed by me. Shokin tells the same story in each venue. Uh, I was fired because Joe Biden was mad. I wouldn't drop the investigation against his son's company. And then you go, their same publication, go, oh, it was a conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a factually based story. And Joe Biden has a lot of questions to answer, and he's been allowed to skip answering them so far. All right, let's go through this. And let's let's look, I think the Joe Biden issue stands alone and the Hunter Biden issue stands alone. They obviously but you have these documents that showed they really did want something for the money that they were paying Hunter Biden, didn't they? And they did use that name Hunter Biden to try to get the State Department to get the investigations ended, didn't they? For sure. And it comes at a very critical juncture in the investigation. For all of us in America who follow Ukraine, you know, you wouldn't have heard about this. You wouldn't know the significance of February 2016 unless you were Burisma, Hunter Biden, the company, because on that month, the start of that month, February 2nd, 2016, uh, the Ukrainian prosecutor, Viktor Shokin, the one that Biden ultimately got fired, orders a raid on Hunter Biden's boss's home, the owner of Burisma Holdings, an oligarch by the name of Mikola Zolchevsky. And that raid signaled that after years of quiet or after some months of quiet, that Ukrainian prosecutors were stepping up the investigation. They were getting closer. They were able to get a court order to seize Mr. Zolchevsky's possessions, a real sign that the noose was closing. What happens? Two days later, Hunter Biden sends a private Twitter message to the number two official at the State Department, who, oh, by the way, just happens to be Joe Biden's closest advisor, one of his closest advisors, Tony Blinken, Deputy Secretary of State. Three weeks later, Burisma's lobbyists, lawyers, legal representatives, whatever you want to call them, Blue Star Strategies, walks in the State Department seeking a meeting with the number three official saying we need to end these this talk of corruption in Ukraine about Burisma. We'd like to meet the number three official, and the reason you should do it is Hunter Biden is one of the Americans on the board. That's exactly the sort of name trading, the sort of uh, insider baseball that these ethics rules that Joe Biden should have abided by were designed to prevent. You don't want this conflict of interest. You don't want the State Department thinking they got to do something for Burisma because Hunter Biden, the son of Joe Biden, is on the board. That's why Joe Biden should have recused himself from this whole matter, which he failed to do. He failed to do. Now, Greg Jarrett, uh, our friend and our colleagues, identified very specific laws. And as I read it, I'll tell you, I think it's pretty damning for Joe Biden. And and I don't think you need to be a lawyer to figure out 15 U.S.C. 78. It is illegal for a person to coerce or influence through bribery or extortion a foreign nation into taking action that might financially benefit the person, his family or business. Uh, yeah. That doesn't sound good, does it? Uh, 18... No, in this case, there's clearly a benefit to firing the prosecutor who was overseeing the Burisma investigation and who was planning, by his own admission, was planning to call Hunter Biden as a witness right around the time he got fired. 18 U.S.C. 201C. Whoever gives offers or promises anything of value to a public official to influence an official act is guilty of bribery. Does that sound good for Joe and Hunter? 
I think that one's got to be explored, right? We need to know the circumstances. And, and uh, I think one very important fact, normally USAID can't be withheld unless there's an interagency process that begins. One question for Joe Biden, the Obama administration, I can't find any record of it. Did anyone put this through the normal channels to make sure this was okay to use the aid this way? If not, it meant Joe Biden did it on his own and he had a personal reason to do so. 18 U.S.C. 201B, giving, offering, promising anything of value to a public official in exchange for any official act. Uh-oh. Right. That's, that sounds like trouble. 18 yeah, U.S.C. I, 1951, a threat to a foreign official in order to obtain an official benefit affecting interstate foreign commerce would constitute extortion. Look, we can go over this all day long, <laughs> but, the, but we have a double standard. You've yeah, read the transcripts. Right. I don't care what so-and-so and and this so-and-so. Most of the so-and-sos, by the way, don't think anything was wrong with the president. I hear the president. We knew Ukraine interfered in the 2016 election. We knew from a Ukrainian court decision. We knew from the reporting of Politico January 11, 2017. We knew because Ukrainian officials, John Solomon, weren't they willing to give us the evidence? Yes, they were. In fact, they tried and were turned down. The U.S. uh, attorney in New York wasn't interested in this overture, which, by the way, occurred way back in the summer and fall of 2018, more than a year ago. Ukrainian authorities tried to drop all this evidence on the U.S. Justice Department, and it fell on deaf ears at the end of the Jeff Sessions tenure. All right. Now, let's go. Where do you think is there going to be more Freedom of Information Act information on this? Absolutely. Our lawsuit is proceeding. The great lawyers at uh, Southeastern Legal Foundation, Todd and Kim, are working hard. We had a status conference today. We're moving ahead. We expect another production of documents just before Christmas. I think these documents will go beyond what we know was happening at the top of the State Department to then find out what did the embassy in Kiev do? What did other State Department officials, did anyone contact Joe Biden's office from the State Department now that his son's name was being invoked? And remember, there's another document that came out yesterday. We talked about it on the show yesterday, but I think it's so important. Joe Biden says, I didn't know anything about Hunter Biden. That's weird. The State Department thought he knew everything about Hunter Biden and Burisma because when they prepared their ambassador for her confirmation hearing in the summer of 2016, the Obama State Department That's prepared correct. an answer for her. If you get asked about Hunter Biden, him, refer him to Joe Biden. Why would the State Department do that unless they knew Joe Biden knew what was going on? Joe Biden's story doesn't add up. We'll no, learn that, more by, about by that way, as well. Yeah, and we know the New York Times warned him that they were investigating his kid. It's, it's full, falling 15, apart. All right, let me right. ask you this. Change gears here. Sure. When are we getting the IG report? What are your sources telling you? I'm hearing <laughs> what it's going to come out. The words I've got will shock the conscience. Yeah, and I've heard right. this for a long time. That's exactly a term I'm I've ready. heard. That's a very similar term. Uh, here's what I'm hearing. And again, it's like waiting for Godot. So I don't want to keep teasing people. But remember, it was supposed to come out in May and June. Then you and I discovered that famous document, the Cavillac Steel document that led to new investigation. It delayed the report until September, October. My, uh, Michael, uh, or the IG, uh, Horowitz. uh, finished the report, Horowitz. He finished the report. He's kicked it over to the Justice Department. My understanding is the Justice Department asked the IG for a little more analysis. What regulations and laws do you think might be broken? Could you bear that out in the report so the American public could see that? That work is being wrapped up now, and I am hearing the most likely release date for the FISA uh, report is going to be the week of November 18th, so about two weeks from now. But I heard week, just before Thanksgiving. So that would be a week before a week and a half before Thanksgiving. That's right. You're in the right. That's what I'm hearing, too. Now, things could change. 
And it's a, it seems like the grand tease every time we talk about this, but we are getting closer to the release of a very explosive report. I am hearing that as early as next week, it is possible that the IG is going to release another report that we didn't know nothing about. It was flying below the radar. I'm going to talk about this on your show tonight, but I can give you a little tease. It appears the IG has finished an investigation into the FBI's management of human sources, what we would call informants, people like Christopher Steele. They found some widespread problems, particularly the FBI's failure to react when a red alert, a a red flag is raised about the credibility of an informant, the failure to address that, maybe pull them out of rotation, inform the courts. Does that sound familiar with what we learned about Christopher Steele? All of those things at the State Department that Bruce Orr was warning about, it appears that this was a a more systemic problem inside the Bureau, and that report could come out as early as next week. That could be explosive. I want to hear more about this in a second. John Solomon, investigative reporter. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, is that that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, 
or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, as we continue, investigative reporter, Fox News uh, contributor John Solomon is with us. All right, so we're expecting maybe as early as next week a report that nobody expected from IG Horowitz. And then the 18th, you're thinking around there. What day of the week is that? Uh, I think it's a Monday, as I recall. Okay. Yeah. Then that would be the IG. You know how these things are in Washington. Do you. A day or two. Will will he say premeditated fraud on a FISA court for the purpose of spying on a president, denying one individual their constitutional liberties? I don't know yet. I'd like to, I'm still reporting on it. I, what I do know in, uh, is I've been, uh, my sources are telling me that it will paint a devastating picture of misconduct by the FBI in, in the pursuit of these four FISAs and in providing inaccurate information about Steele specifically to the court. And there may be some new evidence about derogatory information about Christopher Steele that the FBI had all the way back in 2015. I'm going to report tonight in a meeting a couple of weeks ago in an unclassified setting, U.S. officials told some members in their staff of Congress that uh, in 2015, the Brits passed along, I believe, to the FBI, certainly to the United States, some information about Christopher Steele that should have given pause, should have been included in his informant evaluation report, and it was not. If that comes out in the IG report, one of these next two IG reports, either the human source one or the FISA one, that's going to add to a picture of just how far the FBI was willing to go to use Christopher Steele despite the grave reservations about the credibility of his information. All right, John Solomon will join us tonight. Hannity, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. Uh, we're loaded up. When we come back, Rand Paul wants to identify the non-whistleblower, whistleblower, hearsay whistleblower, and Bill O'Reilly coming up straight ahead. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. President Trump has great courage. He faces down the fake media every day. But Congress needs to step up and have equal courage to defend the president. Hunter Biden made $50,000 a month. That's the definition of corruption. We know he got it only because of his family connections. We also now know the name of the whistleblower. The whistleblower needs to come before Congress as a material witness because he worked for Joe Biden at the same time Hunter Biden was getting money from corrupt oligarchs. I say tonight to the media, do your job and print his name. And I say this to my fellow colleagues in Congress, to every Republican in Washington, step up and subpoena Hunter Biden and subpoena the whistleblower. And I say to my colleagues, if Shifty Schiff will not let Hunter Biden come, and if he will not bring the whistleblower for, every Republican in Congress should take a walk and say, this is a farce. All right, 24 now till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Anyway, the great senator from the great state of Kentucky, um, our friend Rand Paul is with us. Uh, I love what you said about the whistleblower, non-whistleblower, hearsay whistleblower. Uh, but really, I want to know, the, I think the whistleblower needs to go under oath and answer what's the nature of the relationship with the compromised. We now know he's compromised and corrupt and coward and congenital liar for three years, Adam Schiff. I, I, I'd like to know. You know, what What was their contact? What advice was given? He's not a whistleblower. Well, the thing is, is the Constitution is very clear. The Sixth Amendment in the Bill of Rights says you have the right to confront your accuser. And many people are misinterpreting the whistleblower statute to say, well, it's illegal to reveal his name. It actually isn't illegal to reveal his name. It's illegal for the investigator general to. It's not illegal for anybody else to reveal his name. And it is being discussed all over the Internet. The mainstream media is refusing to bring it up because they don't want to ask any tough questions because we need to ask, yes, what was his relationship with Schiff? But we also need to ask, was he aware of the conflict of interest between Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and this this, uh, Ukrainian oligarch? He was working on the Ukrainian question. So he has material, there's a material nature to his testimony above and beyond him being the whistleblower. 
And others are arguing, well, we have the documents now. We we don't need him. He just made us aware of the documents. No, he, he made an accusation by characterizing the documents. There are dozens and dozens of people who have listened to that phone call. And actually now the whole country has seen the transcript of the phone call. Well, half the people in the country think that the president did nothing wrong and the other half do. How could that end up being an impeachable offense if people have different agreements on whether he did or did not do anything wrong in the phone call? Well, you look, you believe in the Constitution. A uh, president has a sworn constitutional duty to faithfully execute the paragraph that talks about uh, I need you to do me a favor. Well, we know a Ukrainian court decision. Uh, they identified that Ukraine, in fact, was involved in foreign election interference on behalf of Hillary Clinton in 2016. We know from the January 11, 2017 article, long article by Politico, uh, that a DNC operative met at the Ukrainian embassy for the purpose of colluding with Ukraine to get dirt on Donald Trump and other people on his campaign team. And in fact, they say they were successful and that Ukraine was up to their eyeballs in all of that. So uh, when I hear the president say, help us get to the bottom of it, I hear him faithfully executing the laws. And as a as it relates to Joe Biden, we've identified four separate crimes in his admission that, you know, of his quid pro quo, you get the billion if you fire the prosecutor in six hours, you don't get the billion if you don't fire him. The interesting thing about our rules with regard to foreign aid is it's actually in our laws that you cannot send foreign aid out the door unless you're able to ascertain that there's a lack of corruption in the country you're sending it to. So it's the obligation of the president to actually ascertain how corrupt is the country. Is there enough corruption that we shouldn't be sending them the money? That's actually in our law. But you're right about this. This, everybody seems to be threatening their aid. Hunter Bi- uh, Joe Biden threatened a billion dollars worth of aid. President Obama actually withheld $300 billion worth of uh, lethal aid because he didn't want to give them lethal aid. And then also you've got Menendez who writes a letter to them saying, well, if you if you don't continue to investigate Trump-Russia collusion in the Mueller report, uh, we may well you know threaten your aid. Murphy threatened well, the aid it a was month a, ago. So Murphy did like it. Menendez did it. Pat Leahy was on that letter. And Dick Durbin was on that letter. Yeah, it seems like the only thing that we know for certain is everybody in Washington seems to be threatening Ukrainian aid. But you can't have different standard. You can't let Democrats do it for the last 10 years, threaten aid, and then accuse a Republican of doing it and saying, oh, we're going to impeach the Republican for doing exactly what Joe Biden did, what Menendez did and what Murphy did. Well, I, I, but first, but but I think the most important part, I know the president and those around him are saying, read the transcript. When you read the transcript, I, I hear a president of the United States saying that he wants to get to the bottom of what was clear election interference by Ukraine. And now let's get into and analyze the braggadocia of uh, Joe Biden when he says, you know, he's bragging. He says, I'm not, uh, you got six hours. I'm not getting you the billion dollars. You're not going to get it unless you fire that prosecutor. What do we know about right. it? You fire the prosecutor, you get the and, billion. And, That's a quid pro quo, Joe. If you don't and, fire the prosecutor, the you don't get the billion. I hit, but one other point, though. And Hunter Biden, he was warned. Joe Biden was given a heads up. He says, I never talked to my son. He was given a heads up that that prosecutor was investigating his zero experienced son who was being paid millions. So he had a motive to use taxpayer dollars. Now, if everyone cares about quid pro quo, Senator, why don't they care about that quid pro quo? 
Yeah, I think that uh, as we look at this, the president has to be able – the president maintained that there was corruption. Joe Biden and Hunter Biden had a conflict of interest that there was corruption. If that's the main thing he was asking to be investigated, shouldn't we actually investigate that charge as part of the trial? So I would say Hunter Biden has to come forth under subpoena, and I would also say the whistleblower has to come forth under subpoena because how do you investigate the corruption between Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and the conflict of interest if you don't bring forth – Really, you ought to bring Joe Biden forth under subpoena as well, because if they want to bring down a president, they're not going to get to just have a free pass and say, oh, you can take down any president. Uh, the accuser is going to have to confront the president. And really, the allegations of corruption on Hunter Biden and Joe Biden need to be explored. Well, I mean, what does it sound like to you, Senator? Because uh, to me, it sounds like he's leveraging in a shakedown a billion taxpayer dollars bragging about a quid pro quo. Uh, and how is it not, you know, uh, look, we've identified specific laws. Let me read them to you. You're a lawmaker the last time I checked. Are you not? You got that right. Uh, you know, I don't know if you're proud of that or not, but I mean, you are a lawmaker and, you know, we have laws. 15 USC 78. Let me read it to you. It says it is illegal for a U.S. person to coerce or influence through bribery or extortion a foreign national into taking action that might financially benefit that person, his family or business. Oh, hang on. Fire the prosecutor. You get a billion dollars. My son keeps getting paid. 18 USC 201 C. Whoever gives officer promises anything of value to a public official to influence an official act is guilty of bribery. That sound like it would be applicable to you. 18 USC 201 B giving, offering, promising anything of value to a public official in exchange for any official act. 18 USC 1951, a threat to a foreign official in order to obtain an official benefit affecting interstate or foreign commerce would constitute extortion. I don't know about you. I'm not a lawyer. I know you're a doctor. But to me, the language seems to fit. You get a billion dollars. My son gets paid millions, but only if you fire the guy that's investigating my son. Well, I think it would be malpractice if the president's lawyers are not allowed to bring forth a defense that says what he was asking for was true corruption and that we only find that out by interviewing Hunter Biden, Joe Biden and the whistleblower. So I don't think there can be a fair court proceeding unless the president is allowed to bring them in. If Schiff is allowed to veto or any kind of subpoenas Republicans bring in, then it really is a kangaroo court. And that's why I said the other night at the rally, if Schiff will not allow Hunter Biden Biden, Joe Biden and the whistleblower to testify, then the whole thing's a farce and the Republicans should just walk away from the proceeding and they shouldn't participate at all. Senator Adam Schiff is a fact witness now. Adam Schiff, we now know his office colluded in some way, had contact with the non whistleblower, whistleblower, hearsay whistleblower. Now, you say you will probably disclose the whistleblower's name. Apparently, Don Jr. did earlier today. Everybody knows who it is. I've known for days who it is. I just can't independently corroborate it. So I'm staying away from it for now. But the bottom line is uh, this is not a whistleblower. This sounds like a leaker to me, because if you don't have for now, look, if you're a whistleblower, you do get protection against retaliation and retribution. Is that correct? That's what the statute calls for. Yeah, and a lot of people misinterpret the statute. They say it requires no one to reveal their name. The only thing it does is it requires the inspector general and people directly involved with his employment can't uh, are not supposed to reveal his name. But the bottom line is is that the, the whistleblower statute is so you don't get fired and you don't get prosecuted. But if the whistleblower is going to accuse someone of a crime, 
crime and there's a court proceeding, the Sixth Amendment to the Constitution requires that you are able to confront your accuser. So in any kind of judicial proceeding, the judge is going to say the Sixth Amendment trumps and supersedes any kind of statute, even a whistleblower statute. But the whistleblower statute does not prevent me or anyone else from saying this man's name. Why has the House of Representatives steadfastly uh, resisted all prior precedent on impeachment and rights and obligations that Newt Gingrich and House Republicans gave Bill Clinton in 98 or Democrats gave Richard Nixon during his impeachment? Because basically, Adam Schiff has all the power. He's compromised in the case. He's a congenital liar who's told us for three years there's, oh, ample evidence of Trump-Russia collusion. He said it over and over again. Um, So how, because uh, to me, the Senate's response to this ought to be, Senator, and maybe you can talk to Mitch McConnell, that if you don't offer due process, whatever you send to us in the Senate is dead on arrival. I think what's going to happen is it is going to be entirely partisan. No Republicans are going to vote for impeachment in the House. And I'm still hopeful that no Republicans vote for impeachment in the Senate either. This is maybe you need to, to talk to your buddy court. Mitt Romney. Where's Mitt Romney? You know, I don't know if we know where everyone is yet. Even those who have been critical, I don't think it's a guarantee that they're a vote for impeachment. I think impeachment is a very high bar. So we'll see what happens. I know that there will not be enough votes to impeach. So this is a, a fait accompli. They're going to push this forward. It's going to become a can- court. But the more partisan it looks, the more it damages Democrats to be putting on something. If they're not going to let the president call his own witnesses, then to me, it's a sham and a farce, a kangaroo court. And we should completely, uh, you know, dispel it and not even participate in it. Because if you cannot call your own witnesses, if you cannot confront your own accuser, it is not a real trial. It is not fair by any standard of any kind of American jurisprudence. You have to be able to confront your accusers and you have to be able to prove whether what you were asking for was true or not. If, if there was a corruption scandal there and we can prove that it was corrupt, then all this nonsense of quid pro quo goes out the window because what we're asking for is to reveal corruption. Under what circumstances? You said you probably will disclose the whistleblower's name. You've gotten a lot of brushback over it. Uh, everybody, it's, it's not even a secret. I mean, it's so stupid at this point, but, uh, and I know Don Jr. did, mention it today. I know that Paul Sperry had it in his article. Um, uh, you know, under you don't have any legal obligation not to. Apparently, his attorney is threatening anybody that does release the name. What are the circumstances under which you might do this? Well, first of all, I would say that I wish no one harm, including the, the whistleblower. Nobody I've been does. Of, of course political, not. I've been a victim of political violence twice. I was at the ball field when Steve Scalise was almost killed. A staff member was shot 10 feet from me. Bullets were flying all around me. I'm aware of political violence. I guess the bottom line is nobody wishes anybody harm. But I will tell you that it's unseemly for this attorney who's representing the whistleblower to now be threatening us that if we speak out that he's going to do something to us. To me, that sounds like he's trying to intimidate away our freedom and our ability to speak out. With all due respect, it's called freedom of speech. There's nothing in the statute that says it can't be revealed. My personal plan at this point is to see what the president's defense puts forward, to see if they ask for people to be subpoenaed, including the the, uh, whistleblower. I think there's two reasons he can be subpoenaed. One, because he's an accuser in the Sixth Amendment. I want the whistleblower subpoenaed, Schiff subpoenaed, Joe and Hunter subpoenaed. Then we'll get some real truth. 
Rand Paul, Kentucky. Thank you, sir. 800-941-SEAN. Toll-free telephone number. We'll get to your calls next hour. Bill O'Reilly is up next. Uh, We'll get his take on all the madness out of the sewer, the swamp of Washington, and what he makes of all this impeachment madness as we continue. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. In the final hour of the Sean Hannity Show. In the new transcript out tonight, this ambassador details how Sean Hannity's attacks on her and his alleged support of aspects of the Ukraine plot made it to the highest levels of the State Department. The Secretary of State says that he will call Sean Hannity to try to find out what the deal is with this whisper campaign of, of slander that is being directed at her to get her removed. The fact that at one point in time, Secretary Pompeo said he had to call Sean Hannity to find out what U.S. foreign policy was in one of these transcripts. So, I mean, the, the, the level of insanity and craziness and uh, venality is just uh, unmatched. She basically is saying, "Hey, you got to state media is out to get you right, right now." That's what that is. That's the that's that's the that's the, you know what, what happened with TASS. You know, in, in right. the Soviet Union in 1974, it's like state media is turned against you. The only way to get the guys in state media to back off is to offer a sacrifice to the gods. All right, there's the media madness. It's so typical. Anyway, uh, news roundup, information overload hour, Sean Hannity show. We actually went back on Hannity. I mean, this this became a big story. This this Sean Hannity's running foreign policy and Mike Pompeo, the secretary of state, had to call him and other people. The State Department had to call him. Uh, We go back in the transcripts. I I don't know anything about this woman. In all honesty, one night I asked one question is, is this woman involved in like, you know, looking at our social media because uh, I had read it or John Solomon had said something. Did Jennifer like made a reference once or twice? Levin made one reference. Solomon made like one reference. I know nothing about this woman. I got no call from the State Department by either Secretary of State Pompeo or by anybody else at the State Department. And I can honestly tell you, I've never spoken to anybody from Ukraine that that I know of ever in my life. I know at one point my staff was trying to get in touch with the the prosecutor that Biden demanded fired for an interview that that but not me. I I didn't call anybody in Ukraine. And this is how sick and twisted and ugly and corrupt and what liars this mob in the media are. I am part of it makes me want to laugh. I mean, they think I have all this power. The only one that might know the truth that is not true is Bill O'Reilly. By the way, his best selling book is on bookstores everywhere and. BillOReilly.com, Hannity.com, Amazon.com, the United States of Trump, how the president really sees America. Bill, I've never talked to anybody that I know is from Ukraine, ever, in my whole life, not one time. Well, I happen to know you haven't paid your phone bill in four months, so they wouldn't put you through anyway. I'm listening to this unfold, and the secret, dark, shadowy underbelly of foreign policy run by Hannity. I mean, part of me just laughs because it's so false and dumb and stupid. Well, you know, it is. There's two offshoots to this story. The one is that what the woman purported, alleged, didn't happen. It was a total lie. So she was an Obama holdover, by the way. You do know that, right? Yeah, this was I, Obama's yeah. ambassador. Hannity, I got to tell you, I don't care who these people Me, are. By the way, neither I don't do I. Follow it. <laughs> I mean, they can say whatever. 
the, the good humor man has more credibility. When Seriously. Goes, hey, I, I got the toasted almond for you over here. Uh, by the, by um, the way, toasted almond is my favorite. Is that yeah, your favorite? I mean, uh, come on. Um, oh, so the best. The, the one thing is that, okay, so the woman says that State Department's conferring with you about foreign policy issues, and you say, um, no, that's never happened. Uh, I believe you. Um, I think anybody would believe you. Oh, why would my, country, Mike Pompeo graduated, I think, number one in his class. What, where did he go, to Harvard? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think he needs Pompeo to confer went. with Sean Hannity on foreign poli- but, policy. But the fact that you say it didn't happen, see, this is what I'm trying to get across. So you say it didn't happen, right? Okay, so your next door neighbor says something didn't happen. The guy down the street says something didn't happen. In America, unless you have proof that what you, Sean, and he's saying is not true, you, we are required to accept your word. That is called due process. All right. No, I would so, have no problem. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So if you're an American and you believe in the Constitution and the tenets of our justice system, innocent until proven guilty, and someone says, hey, I didn't do it, or this never happened, then you say, okay, let's see what, if they're overriding proof that it did happen. No. It's just this loopy woman's word and doesn't mean anything because she can't back it up. So... Then you say, all right, so due process must be respected if we're going to have the United States we've always had. But the media doesn't respect it. So they take anything negative against Trump or against Hannity or against O'Reilly or against anyone that they don't like, and they put it forth as fact. Now, to me, that that is an abomination. That, that disqualifies them as a journalist and be decent people. So that's where I'm coming from on this. You know, you look, you're, you're watching what's going on like everybody else. They've offered Donald Trump no due process that the Republicans and Newt Gingrich afforded then President Bill Clinton during his impeachment or the due process and and every consideration to Richard Nixon's team. None of that exists. And then the guy that's running this is a is compromised. He's a fact witness. He's we already know he's corrupt. We know he's a congenital liar for three years. He's been telling the country is all this evidence of Trump Russia collusion. And yet nobody is demanding that he get off the case because he has an obvious conflict that he himself gets subpoenaed. Uh, what was his contact with the non whistleblower hearsay whistleblower? Um, everyone's freaking out at the idea that we might find out who the whistleblower is. I already, seems, I, on my on Bill O'Reilly. I already com, know too. If want, yeah, if you want to know who the whistleblower is, you go to BillOReilly.com. I named the guy and I gave you his resume because I don't believe that he's a whistleblower. He's not. I, I mean, I don't believe he is. He's a I mean, leaker. From our investigation, he, he is a guy who uh, came in to do a specific subversive task. That's what he did. That's not a whistleblower. He's not somebody. Who, he has skin in the game. And so I put his name out there and his resume out there. If you want to know, go to BillOReilly.com. But you know what's going to happen? Let's advance this story a week from now uh, when the uh, impeachment hearings are going to be. Um, and Limbaugh had a great line. <laughs> he goes, you know, we're going to have impeachment hearings for the public on Wednesday. Then Thursday, uh, they'll take a, a day off so the media can lie about what happened on Wednesday. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good line. Unbelievable. Exactly what's going to happen. All right. So 
But here's what I think is going to happen on the unintended consequences side. I think Schiff is going to become Joseph McCarthy. So McCarthy went down in the 50s when the people on television saw him, saw him, and saw how ridiculous and how, talk about lack of due process, and talk about how vile he was. His whole world blew up. I think the same thing's going to happen to Adam Schiff, because even if you don't like Trump, his behavior is so abysmal. He has no semblance of fairness at all. And, and his hatred for Trump is going to come out. He's going to be in your living room. And I think that's going to hurt him. I think he's going to be done after this. Explain to me how we've all read the transcript. So all these other people's interpretation of the transcript, the actual transcript, the actual call, the actual words are meaningless. What I hear in the transcript is, okay, we know a Ukrainian court decided and ruled that, yeah, Ukraine was involved in election interference. Ukrainian officials admit it. Uh, Politico wrote at length about it January 11, 2017. Um, And they're saying quid pro quo. There's no quid pro quo. And I've identified four separate laws that Joe Biden on tape is bragging about having violated. And that is if you care about a real quid pro quo, well, you got six hours. Fire the prosecutor. You get a billion dollars. You don't fire the prosecutor. You don't get a billion dollars. He was warned by The New York Times that. This Ukrainian prosecutor, Shokin, was investigating his son. So he leveraged a billion U.S. tax dollars for an official act in Ukraine. So his son, with zero experience in Ukraine, oil, gas or energy, can continue to make millions of dollars. Now, I'd like to see Hunter and Joe and Schiff and the whistleblower, non-whistleblower under oath, Bill. Well, I hope uh, Hunter sent uh, his dad a nice gift for Father's Day. I mean, uh, number one, I'd like to know if, you know, come on. Um, Number two, the fact that there is a transcript released um, by the federal government of the phone call between two heads of state, that creates reasonable doubt. So reasonable doubt is something that in a court of law is a basis for acquittal. That's the importance of the transcript. So you have a transcript. There it is. You see what happened. And that's reasonable doubt about any ill intent. Bye. Thanks for coming on in. It's over. It's and not over, though, Bill. And the Bill, Senate are going to do. I agree on the impeachment. But I'll tell you what I want. I want an investigation. Now, we've identified, Bill. Uh, Let me just and I've been going through this because nobody else, it seems in the media, in the mob is up for actually looking at the law. 15 USC 78, quote, it is illegal for a U.S. person, Biden, to coerce or influence through bribery or extortion. You fire him, you get a billion. Uh, A foreign nation into taking action. Oh, fire the prosecutor that might financially benefit that person, his family, Hunter. Um, and then I have three other statutes, the bribery statute, public offering statute, all of them. It fits it to a T, Bill. Do we have well, equal justice Durham under the law? Do we have equal that. application of the laws in this country anymore, Bill O'Reilly? 
Well, maybe Durham's going to look into that. The U.S. attorney investigating the shenanigans in the 2016 election. So you let it out pretty well. I'm sure the State uh, Department of Justice knows uh, what Biden did. Biden, by the way, has been hurt by this. I mean, he's been hurt, I think, more than Trump, even though Trump has to go through it on a day-to-day basis. Biden doesn't have a lot of credibility among the independent folks in America. I mean, they they see him as an old-time pal. Um, They see that this was something that he should not have done. So I think in the long run, Biden gets hurt more than Trump on this issue. But, you know, as we discussed last week on the Sean Hannity radio program, um, if Biden were to win the presidency the day after the inauguration, he'd have to be impeached. Yeah, he'd have to be impeached. Hey, hey, come on in, Joe. We got surprise for you. You Everybody know. stay where they are. Bill O'Reilly's with us. Uh, BillOReilly.com. His new book is uh, selling like gangbusters. It's called The United States of Trump, How the President Really Sees America. Uh, Amazon.com, BillOReilly.com, Hannity.com, bookstores everywhere. When we come back, actually, I have an announcement about me and Bill O'Reilly. We'll get that. We'll get to that in a second. All right, as we continue, Bill O'Reilly's with us. Uh, His book is going gangbusters. It's the United States of Trump, How the President Really Sees America. You can get it on his website, BillOReilly.com, Amazon.com, Hannity.com, bookstores everywhere. Um, All right, so on December 15th in Long Island, where we both live, you have an event in Huntington, correct? Yep, at the Paramount Theater, the Understanding Trump Tour. The Understanding Trump Tour. Okay. And that, by the way, that's on Route 110 in Huntington, a- across the street from Little Vinny's Pizza, right? Yeah, and Little Vinny really gets a good pie out there. No, let me tell you, that pizza is off the hook amazing. That's right. That's well, right. anyway, so O'Reilly's invited me, and he said, I'm going to give you the mic. You can go for as long as you want. By the way, that was a really dumb thing to tell me. I well, gave we, speech. We I went an hour and a half device. without stopping in Chicago and Detroit this weekend. We have a device. Well, it's very kind of you. Hanny's going to come and introduce me on the fifteenth. Well, no, I no, no. I'm, I get I get at least fifteen minutes on stage too. You know. All right. I got to tell mean, my yeah, jokes. That's fine. As long as the people don't start throwing stuff at you. Uh, oh, but I sent you a boatload of free tickets today. Uh, there's only a hundred tickets left for the show. It's just about sold out. Did you mail but it to I, my I'm house? T- that, oh, okay. What? You mailed it yeah. to my house. Yeah, I'm, I, I, we sent it. We sent the tickets oh, to okay, you. Cool. And the, but this, now, this is all flattering to you. You're so big, Hannity, now. You're huge. The funny thing is, is like, well, people ask me, well, why, why is Hannity's name pop up? Because I'm doing my job. No, my job is to dig for information. <laughs> Look, they fear you just as they feared me when I was doing the O'Reilly Factor. So they're going to do anything they can. But your audience knows it's BS. They do. Um, they and do. it actually helps your ratings. I people tune in to see this carnival. Hannity has a confession to make tonight at nine. Uh, oh, I, I, I have no clue who this lady is. We only mentioned her in passing like three or four times. Uh, I never talked to Pompeo or anyone else at state, and I've never talked to anybody that from Ukraine ever, unless I met an you know an American Ukrainian, and I don't even know about it. Yeah, listen, it's impossible anyway, because you're on the air so much on radio and TV. And then in your spare time, you're always doing kung fu. You can't you can't talk. Uh, you, to know, no, you, know, you, no, you know what? That is, it, no, I don't. I do mixed martial arts, Bill. It's an eclectic blend of Bra- Brazilian <laughs> jiu jitsu, Krav Maga, Kempo, 
boxing and situational street fighting. And by the way, you don't ever want to fight me because you're going to lose. No, what I, I bring five guys to beat you up. But do you have the little outfit? Do you have the little white thing? No, I, mean, the... I do it in sweatpants and a T-shirt yeah. and a and a baseball hat on backwards, Bill, if you really want to know the details. Do people call you grasshopper? No, they don't call me grasshopper. <laughs> but by the way, I do hit the heavy bag. You, what, why don't you come for a day and train in my dojo and meet my sensei? And let's see if you can hit the heavy bag bare knuckles for like more than a minute without, you know, bleeding. I, I, listen, I, I am a man of uh-huh. intellect. All right, 25 till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. I know this is driving everybody nuts. I know it's infuriating. I know it's three years of never ending witch hunts, lies, uh, you know, hoax, conspiracy theories. I, I honestly and I've been talking about it because it just is it's just it's just total lies. You know, oh, this woman says that Hannity got a got, got a beat down from Secretary Pompeo. No, I didn't. And she's acting like we talked about her a lot. I don't even know who she is, except she's an Obama holdover, former Ukrainian ambassador. That's it. I know very little to nothing about her. There was one article about, you know, whether or not she was uh, looking, I guess, at social media, you know, checking out Hannity and John Solomon and other people. And all right. So I asked Solomon, did she do that? That's that was the extent of my my questioning about her allegations and Mike Pompeo is going to call Sean Hannity. Mike Pompeo never called Sean Hannity. I don't even know who this woman is. Know nothing about her. And the mob and the media, they go insane and nuts. And they just, you know, with the most bizarre conspiracy theories. (laughs) I don't know if I should laugh or cry. It's so pathetic. They lie so often. Just unbelievable. And they just, but they don't want to know the truth. I mean, this is the really ugly, twisted underbelly of the mob and the media. Now you know why I call them the mob. They've got a mob mentality. They don't do any research. You know, not one person in this corrupt mob media ever picked up the phone and said, hey, Hannity, is any of this true? Not one person ever thought to call me and ask me, is any of this true? Because I would have said, nope, not one word of it. Uh, They could have gone back on our show and looked at all the transcripts because four times we've been able to discover the lady's name came up in passing. That was it. And, and, And in an innocuous way on top of everything else, you know, you want to know the greatest evidence as we go through this latest news cycle, we already know there's been nothing but a hoax, conspiracy theories, lies, slander, libel, besmirchment, propaganda, misinformation, you know, rage, psychosis, Trump hating madness. I mean, they just cannot control themselves. You know, look at look at this poor kid, Nicholas Sandman. I agree with it. He's a racist. He's a no, Nicholas Sandman, just the opposite. That kid showed more calm was more centered, showed more self-restraint than I could ever show in my life. And then he's bludgeoned as a racist, as a MAGA kid, as a guy that confronted uh, the black Hebrew Israelites and, and Nathan Phillips as Native American. None of it was true. None of it. And they ran with that story and ran with that. So I pummeled this 15, 16-year-old kid because he had a MAGA hat on. 
First time in Washington. Welcome to the welcome to the sewer, kid. Now he's not a public figure. He's going he's got Lynn Wood as his attorney. You know, Lynn Wood, Charles Harder. Yeah, you don't want to go up against either one of those guys. They're the best libel attorneys, slander attorneys in the country. He's going to be a wealthy kid. He's going to win tons of money. There's going to be a lot of settlements we'll never hear about in millions and millions and millions of dollars. And he deserves every penny of it. You know, the greatest example today of their mob, sick, twisted, ugly mentality is we're supposed to read the transcript and hear that the president wants to get to something that liberal Democrats and the mob and the media told us was important election interference by a foreign country, in this case, Ukraine, helping Hillary in 2016. And he's saying, help us get to the bottom of it. That would be faithfully executing the laws of the country to stop election interference from outside countries. That's the right thing that the president did when, you know, here we have identified again and again, four separate statutes that, you know, sleepy, creepy, crazy Uncle Joe 30330 likely, in my interpretation, violated when he bragged about uh, you got six hours, six hours. Fire the guy or you're not getting the billion. You fire him, you get the billion. You don't fire him, you don't get the billion. OK, quid pro quo Joe. And we also know it's on the record. Joe knew that that prosecutor his name is Shokin was investigating Hunter Biden, his son, and Burisma Holdings that was paying him millions. What were they paying him millions for? Certainly not any. He had no experience in Ukraine, oil, gas, or energy. Why were they paying him? Now we have the State Department documents that show exactly why they were paying them. Well, there are two prominent Americans that are associated. We'd like the State Department to stop all these investigations into Burisma Holdings. One of the people even that sits on our board is Hunter Biden. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Quid pro quo Joe. He, fi- he leveraged tax dollars for an official act. And the mob defends it. The mob makes excuses for it. The mob doesn't do their job. Why? Because they're corrupt. They're compromised, they're agenda-driven, they're liars, they are propagandists, all of them. There is no honest media. You have talk radio, a few of us, and then you've got a few of us, Fox News. That's it. Oklahoma, Chris, Sean Hannity Show. What's up, Chris? John. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm good. Hey, listen, I had a little concern about that call that has been played maybe once or twice on your show uh, with Mr. Biden. Yeah. And I was wondering, he, one of the things that was we don't focus on is he said, call him when he was speaking about who? Barack Obama? You know, call yeah, no, he was. He said, call Barack. Call Barack. He'll tell Does you. Does anybody know if Ukraine did call him? Or no did, idea. Uh, that, but by the way, and, good, legitimate question. Great question. Also, remember, re- remember, by the way, also, there's no... You don't have a counterintelligence investigation like Operation Crossfire Hurricane unless a president, that would be Obama, approves it. Another thing, he's got, you know, he's a gas master. So I'm sure he had the collar on him with uh, Obama a little bit. He probably had people in his entourage that were sending notes back to Obama. There's culpability here, I would say. Uh, Look, I will. Yeah, I, I am telling you. If Joe Biden, if if his name were Donald J. Trump, 
This would be the biggest story every second, every minute, every hour of every day. And I'll tell you the other thing. Probably if it was Vice President Trump doing what Joe Biden is bragging about, there would be an indictment of former Vice President Trump. That's how corrupt this whole system, this disgusting swamp has become. I'm deposed. Listen, I want the whistleblower, non-whistleblower deposed. I want I want uh, uh, the compromise corrupt, the coward, the congenital liar Adam Schiff deposed. I want Joe Biden deposed, and I want Hunter Biden deposed. Yeah, I want them all deposed. And I want the transcripts, now that we're into releasing transcripts, I want all the transcripts of every call Joe Biden ever had with any Ukrainian official. I want the transcripts of any phone calls Joe Biden ever had with the Chinese in any other country where his son was making millions. I want the transcriptions of the calls after, quote, Obama had more flexibility after his reelection with Vladimir Putin and any other Russian official. And I want the transcripts of calls with Obama and the mullahs and high ranking officials in Iran before he he turned around and, and gave those murdering terrorists one hundred and fifty billion. Yeah, I'd like all those transcripts out. The concern, too, just uh, you know, it's about a love story back about Clinton era. Yeah. Between Carlos Danger. You remember him? Yeah, I remember. And who, his wife. Uma Abedin, you yep. know how they went after Cohen. But I think mm. it's about time, you know, since she's still married to him, that she's looking to get out of that love story. I'd put the collar on him if I was Barr, I mean, excuse me, her, and try to get her to fess up yeah. on what happened with Listen, with Democrats stick together, Republicans, you know, kill each other. You know, it's like always a circular firing squad. Steve is in Florida. What's up, Steve? It says you're a Bernie supporter. What's up, uh, Steve? Yeah, yeah, Sean, I, I sure am. Uh, Sean, Sorry I've to hear that. To couple... Okay, oh, I'm not. Well, uh, you know, I, um, I've i been trying to talk to you for a couple of days. I mean, you posted on your, I follow you on Twitter a lot, and uh, you posted how the stock market, the S&P, the NASDAQ is at all-time highs, you know, thanks largely to Trump and his policies. Is, is that right? It's not my big issue, the stock market. I've said that a zillion times on the air. I mean, it's an indicator. It's one indicator. But, you know, you got to remember about the stock market. It, it yeah, While it affects and impacts people's retirement 401ks and other issues, you know, I don't trust the stock market. And I recommend people be very cautious because and I have a rule that my financial guy uses. If you need the money in 10 years, don't put it in the stock market because but over time, usually you'll see a dramatic increase. That's been proven again and again. But it's not my I don't like it as a means of investment. I don't. Well, OK, but I don't have any retirement. I don't have a 401k. Uh, I'm a three time uh, three tour rock tour vet. Well, thank you for I, your I service. Well, you know, I'm I'm pretty much scraping by in life right now. So, you know, I'm really, and I'm, I, I got to, one of the, one of the reasons why I'm a Bernie supporter, uh, I, I saw you posted on Twitter of a, of a billionaire, I, uh, I, I can't, what, Copman or something, I think is, I don't know. Uh, he said he was crying over his, uh, having to choose between Trump and Elizabeth Warren. I'm really sick and tired of hearing what, like, people who are absurdly rich think. I mean, just like, well, Why a, do you a, hate rich people? Why? What? Why do you hate rich people? Well, first of all, I think they have way too uh, way too much influence in politics and society. Well, tell that to George Soros, then. You know, I'm going to tell you something. I never got a job from a poor person. You know that? And I I I had nothing when I started my my life as an adult. Nothing. 
No money whatsoever. I'm going to tell you what you need to understand, Steve. I, I, it sounds great. The government. How did how did Obamacare work out? Keep your doctor oh, plan and save money. You need to shut up. I need, need to, to shut, shut up. Face. You need yeah. to shut my face. You're so tough. You're yeah. really scaring yeah. me. And by the way, you're not funny. Okay. So nice to have people call the show. Linda, why are you laughing? I just special people. You know, I always find it amazing. These keyboard warrior warriors, these people on their phones, they're just crazy. And when they have nothing left to say, shut up. They just, that's what they resort to. It's embarrassing. I feel sorry for him. (laughs) I don't feel sorry for him. I feel very sorry for him. His life is very sad. He's sad. He's pathetic. Uh, You know, this is where Bob Grant would say, hey, uh, get off my phone, you creep. You know what? We'll take a break on that note. We'll take a break on that note. So at this point, can you rule out the fact that there will be uh, any criminal referrals as it relates to this new uh, FISA abuse uh, report that is coming out? Can you rule that out? I'm not going to speak to that issue one way or the other. Uh, My understanding is from reports that in from your letter that you have official uh, officially uh, given the FISA abuse work that you've done over to be reviewed by the appropriate parties at DOJ. Is that correct? So we've given our factual findings to the department for their marking. What we then do once we get it back, whether we have to go back and forth on the markings is one issue. Right. Once those are final, we then take that and try and write our public report from that. Right. Because we want to make as much of this public. Sometimes we'll have to either redact information or write around it. But that would be the next stage after this. So we're not quite final yet. You know, I'm going back to the uh, interview that we had with John Solomon earlier. I mean, this is pretty amazing that apparently there's another report that the IG has done, um, mostly apparently about the FBI and Steele and knowing Steele was corrupt going back as far as 2015 and that that would probably come out separate and apart and ahead of the FISA report, which he and my sources have all been saying is going to shock the conscience and it's devastating. Um, But if the FBI knew that Steele was incredible as far back as 2015 and then they got specific warnings uh, from Bruce Orr and Kathleen Kavlak, don't trust Steele, don't trust the dossier. Hillary paid for it. It's tainted. And then they still used it as the basis of their FISA warrant. That is that is a devastating one two combo because everything we've been saying about premeditated fraud on a FISA court and the multiple warnings that's premeditated because they were warned repeatedly, Steele's tainted, hates Trump, Hillary paid for it, and it's not verified. But then on top of a FISA application, it says verified. And it's getting more fascinating by the moment. I mean, this could actually be happening simultaneously with this this phony secret Soviet-style impeachment coup attempt. And even that's more fascinating. So we're watching all of those stories uh, unfold. 800-941-SEAN is a number, by the way. That's going to wrap things up. Uh, Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern, Fox News Channel. There might be some bleed over of the president's uh, rally tonight. We'll probably cover some of that, not all of it, because it will probably be done. Matt Gates, Larry Elder, Tammy Bruce tonight. Uh, Lee Smith, who wrote this incredible behind-the-scenes story about the deep state. John Solomon will join us with his new breaking news. And tonight, he's going to give us a preview of the Inspector General's report. You won't get it anywhere else. That's 9 Eastern, Hannity, Fox News. Uh, We'll see you then at 9. Thanks for being with us. Back here tomorrow.
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.